return is very close And so you better be believing that our God is an awesome God Our God is an awesome God Welcome to a service at Holy Life Tabernacle in Brookings, South Dakota. We are proclaiming the good news of Jesus Christ. Now let's go into the sanctuary and here's today's message. Deb's here as well to share the word of God. Amen. You should take out a pen and paper. Amen. And take some notes since there's also notepads in the back and so forth. But Take some notes and and just dig into the Bible. Amen. So, Deb, come on and and, uh, join us up front. Let's welcome her, all right, as she comes to share here right now. Amen. Pastor Dave, those are some wild shoes. Yeah, Yeah, they're really something. Praise God. Oh, Jesus, we adore you. We thank you for your immense generosity in our lives. That's exactly right. Hallelujah. Amen. Your intentionality, Lord, blows us away. Thank Everything you, you meant for us to have because of Jesus. Thank you. And your great and immense faithfulness, Lord. We yes. stand in awe of you, the faithful God, the faithful follower, the faithful Amen. Savior, the faithful Redeemer, the faithful thank friend. You, Lord. Oh, Lord, thank you that you're always with us. Always Amen. and never will you leave or forsake That's us. Right. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank yes, you for Lord. pouring out your spirit even tonight, Lord, in Jesus' yes, name. Lord. In Jesus' name. In Amen. Jesus name. Amen. Yes, Hallelujah. Lord. We are possessors of life. Amen. Actually, I prefer my title I put on Facebook, Possessing Divine Life. Ah, like Whew. Yes. Hallelujah. So the most famous verse in the Bible, John 3:16. Y'all can say it? Yes? Amen. No? Well, if you can't, Amen. here it is. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life or eternal life. It doesn't say so we could have human life. It doesn't say so we can have earthly life, so we can have a trouble-filled life. It says so we can have everlasting life. This is the word zoe right here. The Greek Z-O-E. We're we're talking about superabundant life. We're talking about extraordinary life. We're talking about divine life. Life that's overflowing at the seams. It's miraculous. It's supernatural. Hopefully by the end of tonight I can see a little smile. A little, Mm -hmm. yes, you're right, Debbie. I've got divine life in me. Hallelujah. That exchange that happened at the cross, friends, brings us into union with just a so-so God. No, the living God. Above average. Like he's way past anything we can even dream or think about. We are in union with the holy, the living God, and he now takes up residence in our spirits. Look at your neighbor. Say, hey, he's living in you. The holy God, the living God. John 10.10. Jesus announced that the thief came for one purpose. To take. To take. To steal. To kill. To destroy. To wipe everything out. He has nothing good in him. I came, Jesus said, 
I came so that you would have life and have it abundantly. There's the Zoe word again, friends. Life, L-I-F-E. We are so ingrained to think about human life. Jesus didn't say, I came so you could have 80 years on the earth. I didn't, he didn't say I came to get up maybe 90, maybe 100. No, I came so you can have Zoe life, supernatural, everlasting life. There was a verse last week on the U version. I don't know if any of you listened to those verses of the day. John 8, um, what was it, verse 12, where it said, um, Jesus said, He that follows me shall not walk in darkness. I never realized before that's a double negative. Like, it's impossible, friends. Right. If you're in Christ, you, you, there's no darkness. You yeah. are now in light. Yeah. And Jesus said it's the light of life. Yeah. That's Sorry, I didn't give you that verse, did I? Well, there it is. Then Jesus spoke to them. I said, I am the light of the world. He who follows me shall not walk in darkness, Amen. but he'll have the light of what? Life. life. I mean, you could... There's all kinds of things you could think of here. Yeah. Light having to do with revelation, having yeah. to do with insight. Yeah. Finally, we know what life is all yeah. about once yeah. we get into Christ. Yeah. So the liar, the thief, he's working overtime to just convince us constantly that being bored and get out, it's not going to change anything. Come on, it changes everything. Yeah. That's why we should be knocking on our friend's door and reminding everybody, come on, there is a real life in Christ. What you're experiencing, that's not real life. Or he's saying you're lacking, you're missing out, you're sick, you're poor, all these lies. Mm -hmm. Or he'll say, "Uh, no big blessing just because you're in Christ now. No, we have the advantage once we're in Christ, friends. The devil wants to kin's Vince people, even God's people, that you're still under a curse. That is just not true, friends. Every curse was broken in Christ. Every single one. I know entire books are sold about breaking the generational curse. Come on, the blood already did that. The blood already broke every curse. Or how about Murphy's Law? How many of you are a believer in Murphy's Law? Shouldn't be a single person in this room. What's that? If something can go wrong, it's going to go wrong. No, friends, we have the blessing of God Amen. upon our lives. Or here's another big lie. Death is more powerful than life. Just not true, friends. And I don't know if you saw this. Shall not walk in darkness. A little later in John chapter 8, I think it's verse 50, he says, 50 or 51, you will not see death if you're in Christ. And I I remember writing it in my life. I just studied that this week. There's a little margin where I wrote, you might taste it. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know. Have you tasted something that you didn't really want to eat lately? Just on your tongue? That's about how much death we're going to experience, friends. Just a taste. You will not see death. You'll not experience it. Not if you're in Christ. So I want you to know, friends, life is more powerful than death. Just like light is more powerful than darkness. Hallelujah. When we come into Christ, we become supernatural people. What if we looked at each other like that? Mm -hmm. Supernatural man. Supernatural woman. What if we treated each other like that? What if we actually believed it when we looked it in the mirror, huh? 
hey, supernatural being right here. The Bible calls us a new creation. And again, that's a verse that's been read and studied so much that we forget what it's saying. We are a new species of being is what the Greek says. 2 Corinthians 5.17 Old things have passed away. If anyone is in Christ, that should be every one of us in this house. He is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. You should just put that up on your mirror. All things are become new. You don't need 55... um, What are those called nowadays? These things to make the wrinkles go away and for your skin to be more vibrant. You know, the Bible says our youth is renewed like the eagles. That happens when we come into Christ. Glory to God. Glory to God. So the enemy is still lying. He wants us to convince us, convince that nothing happened when we said yes to the Lord Jesus. The truth is that if we're in Christ, we are born of God. Everything lost to Adam the first man, has been won back for us in the second man, Jesus Christ. So 1 Corinthians 15, verse 48 and 49, this is from the Passion. The first one, they're talking about Adam, made from dust, has an entire race, we're talking about all the human race, of people just like him who are also made from dust. I mean, I'm made of dust, you're made of dust. Just my body. The one sent from heaven, we're talking about Jesus, the second Adam, has an entire race of heavenly people who are just like him. Now, who's he talking about? Is he talking about people who live in Mars? Is he talking about just people who made it to heaven already? No, he's talking about once we're in Christ. It's true we're going to get a brand new body. This body made of dust is going to be gone someday. But that's the extent of what you are now once you're in Christ. Thank you, Steve Johnson. Hey, have you read Ephesians 5 lately, that little passage on marriage? Stuck right in the middle of that, Ephesians 5.30, it says, We are members of his body, of his flesh, and of his bones. I dare you to look that one up. I mean, we could just say, oh, it's not in the Bible. Oh, it's talking about marriage. No, I mean, it's the word of God. We are members of his body. Here it is, of his flesh and of his bones. And I don't claim to understand this. I'm just telling you, this is the word of God. We have got to start seeing ourselves on a different level, friends. We have been transferred out of the domain of death, out of the domain of darkness, We have been completely rescued from, redeemed from the power and the authority of darkness. Honestly, half the body of Christ thinks that there's more that still has to be done. Really, like, okay, I've got to do this, 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 and maybe then I'll get my healing. I've got to do this, 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 then. Maybe I'll now come into getting my prayers answered. Oh, friends, it's already been done. Jesus did it all. Colossians 1.13, Passion Bible. He has rescued us. Um, Roger, you preached a little bit on this a couple weeks ago about redemption. This is what redemption means, friend. A complete rescue, a complete breakaway from all that was the tyrannical rule of darkness 
and now he translated us into the kingdom realm. The kingdom realm of his beloved son. I think it was George, the first one who turned me on to this idea of kingdom realities. That's the phrase that he first used. And I thought, what a phrase. Because we think that what we're dealing with here on the earth is reality. No. It's what we taste, see, touch, and feel. It's the physical. But friends, there's a whole nother reality. The kingdom reality. That's what we want to start getting our faith. That's why we get into the Word and meditate on scriptures like what I'm trying to show you tonight. Why would we refuse such a gift? Why would we refuse such a rescuing, such a delivering into the kingdom of life and light and peace and protection and provision on every single level? And yet I hear believers all the time saying, yeah, but that's not reality. Well, what if we really did believe that this is the true reality? Exactly, exactly. The new law, the superseding decree over our lives is no longer death. And I think the best way to illustrate this again is the Esther story. Remember the decree that went out? Every single Jew is going to die. And all we can steal all their property. And they can't fight back. And you have the right to kill them all. I mean, the decree was, um, it was hellish. It was hellish. That's really the kind of decree the enemy has put out on you and me. I'm going to steal. I'm going to kill. I'm going to destroy. I'm going to make sure they don't have anything. But there is a super decree. Remember what happened in the Esther story? The new decree was written out. They will live and not die. They can stand up and they are guaranteed the victory. Amen. I mean, that's the super decree we have in our life Amen. now, friends. Yeah. This God who is above all and in all and through all, yeah. the same God who holds the universe together yeah. with his word, with his power, that's your God and my God. Amen. And it's his exceeding great power, that yeah. same power that holds the universe together who is at work in us who believe. Can we look at that verse, Ephesians 1.19? And I don't know what it takes to get the next couple of verses, but I would like if you could get, go on to those. But this says, what is? I mean, this is part of the prayer that Paul told us we should be praying. We, he wants us to know, to understand, to get the revelation of what is the exceeding greatness of God's power to us, to you, Who believe according to the working of his mighty power? What kind of power? Well, that's what this next verse talks about. How did God illustrate it? Sorry, I meant Ephesians 1.21 then and 22. Uh, Let me just quick find it. So here's the illustration of exactly what kind of power is at work at you. Because we, again, we got this picture of, well, there's an itty-bitty-bitty-bitty-bitty little strength inside of me somewhere hiding. Maybe if I really need it, he'll, he'll reveal it to me and he'll, it'll just pop up. No, this is the kind of power that's in us. Did I still miss it? Isn't there a verse yet? Okay, try, can you go back to 20 yet? There it is. This is the kind of power. The identical power that we just studied about Easter Sunday morning. 
And someday I'd like to have just it acted out somehow. Because I was just rereading it. Um, I actually wrote a page in my book based on your message about the angel sitting on top of a stone. I just think that's glorious. The Bible actually talks about that lightning coming out, right? There were flashes of lightning. What if you were a guard? That would just kind of blow you away, wouldn't it? Because they're paid to make sure nothing happens. Here's this, all this lightning. And there had to be a little sound of some kind, some kind of an explosion. And I was studying that word where it says the stone was rolled away. It doesn't say that it was just budged a tiny little bit. The Greek actually means it was picked up deliberately and moved out of the way. Like, wow. And the guards were incapacitated, guys. Like, frozen. They couldn't move a muscle. That's the kind of power, friends, that's in you and me. Resurrection power. When he raised him from the dead and set him at his own right hand in the heavenly places. And the next verse, in case you're wondering if you have any power, any authority, like if your prayers are worth anything, when you command sickness to go, does it, does your command mean anything? Well, we do have to, we do have to attach faith to things we say and do in the name of Jesus. But I tell you what, it works because look, his name is far above all principalities, all powers, all might, all dominion, and every single name in the universe. Glory to God. Now imagine, what if we got into agreement with this, that same God we just talked about, with that kingdom reality, and that incredible greatness of power? Just coming into agreement, do you realize that power is activated just like that? It doesn't take immense amounts of faith. Just take a little bit of faith in this great big God and all of his power. I'm telling you, this will change your life to be aware of these truths based on the word of the living God. I mean, you can choose not to believe it. God's not up there saying, you have to believe, you have to believe, you have to believe. He leaves it up to you. I mean, you can live for the rest of your life, and a lot of believers do not believe in this. Like, my salvation is going to finally show up when I die. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it started the second you received Amen. Christ, friends. Eternal life is within you. We're talking about yeah. the same life, friends, that God released on day one of creation. Yeah. How did it start? How did it start? Jesus, God, the Holy Spirit, they were all there, right? Yeah. Yeah. Two words. The original Hebrew was light be. Yeah. Boom. What happened? There was immense light without a sun or a moon or stars. And according to the scientists, they say that light is still going forth. They are still discovering new galaxies, new stars, new everything. So it hasn't stopped since he released it. That's the same life, friends, that is in you right now and in me. How about the day God breathed life into Adam? What kind of life was that? I heard uh, Chan Gonzalez preaching on this the other day. He said that even after Adam sinned and was had to leave the garden, it still took 
900 years. There was so much life in Adam's body, it took him 900 years to die. Oh, my goodness. I mean, we have that kind of life in us. Romans 6.23, the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is You sure it's not just 60, 70, 80 years on this earth? No, it is Zoe life. That's the gift of God. We're talking about supernatural life. We're talking about fullness of life, abundance of life that's been imparted to our spirits the moment we were born again. Now, after Jesus rose from the dead, after he showed himself to Thomas, and we all think we got this picture of Thomas saying, oh yeah, okay, now I believe. No, I mean, his explanation was, my Lord, my God, you are now the one I'm going to give my whole life to. I see it. I realize it. Well, right after that, there's a passage in the book of John, John chapter 20, verse 31, where it says, these things are written, that you might believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that believing, you might get to heaven instead of hell. Is that what it says? Right. No, he says the whole purpose of everything in this word, all these things written down. He wants us to believe. But it's more than that. He wants us to experience and live and, I don't know a better word, experience life, 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 life through his name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The Greek means, friends, this Zoe, to have and to continually possess supernatural life. That means you don't have it just when you get to Sunday morning and some Sunday mornings maybe you don't even feel it. No, it's when you wake up. I don't care how groggy you are first thing in the morning. You have supernatural life inside of you. Miracle working, invigorating power. You do not have to walk beside somebody who you know is sick and not say or do something. You can just say it, friends. I impart resurrection life to you. And if you can touch him, touch him. Hallelujah. John 3, 6, flesh gives birth to flesh, but spirit gives birth to spirit. I'm telling you, we have been born from above. We have been begotten of God. And what does the Bible say? 1 John 5, 4, whatever is born of God barely makes it. What does it say? Whatever is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Just like that angel on top of that stone, friends, we stand, we sit far above all the principalities, all the powers, all the circumstances, every obstacle in your life. God is up there, above it. Amen. And where are we seated? In Christ. Amen. We are in Christ. Christ above everything. Hallelujah. Repeat, the glorified Jesus is releasing, imparting, flooding our spirits and our bodies with divine life. And maybe you've heard people, and I remember thinking to myself, um, maybe you've even said it, Pastor Dave, that we have this new DNA. And I remember thinking to myself, I'm not sure about that. How can that be? But 
we we have the Son of God within us. I don't know that we can even grasp it or understand it, but you have your mother and father's DNA flowing in your bloodstream. Natural DNA, spiritual DNA. Exactly. We have also the Son of God. I think Joel Osteen even has a message on this because he said, in your ancestry now, you got, you can't ever say, well, I'm too shy, I'm too scared. Because right. you got people like Esther uh-huh. in your ancestry. Right? right? Yeah. Yeah. You got people like David. Yeah. No problem, I'll take on that giant. Yeah. Who does he think he is defying the living God? Right. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. He is imparting to our spirits and to our bodies. Now, this is another. I know this is controversial because a whole lot of Christians don't believe this. But personally, I see it all through the word of God. This life inside of my spirit is supposed to affect my physical body. Now, if we decide it's not going to, it won't. But we can choose, and I want to encourage you all. I, I mean, you know I just had this yeah. little accident a couple yeah. weeks ago. Yeah. And, I, and I'm, I'm healing. And I'm healing faster than most people think that I could have or should have. Yeah. And again, I think it's because of the Holy Ghost in me. Yeah. But friend, let's look at the verse. Because the scripture, well, I want, I got two of them, don't I? Galatians 2.20. My old identity has been co-crucified with Jesus, with the Messiah, Yeshua. We just sang about him. Mm-hmm. And that old Deb Kalsbeck is no longer alive. Mm-hmm. I mean, you could still see this body made of dust, yeah. but the old Deb Kalsbeck is dead. For the nails of his cross crucified me with him, and now this new life, the very essence of this new life is no longer mine. For the anointed one lives his life through me. Say that, because that's true of every one of you. Will you just read that phrase with me? The new life is no longer mine. For the anointed one lives his life through me. Do you believe that? We live now in union as one. My new life is empowered by the faith of the Son of God who loves me so much Did that cross your mind today? I wonder if he loves me. Who was it that I was listening to this morning? The question was, what do you think is the most important thing we should be listening for from from God? And, And one person answered like, well, I'm always listening to see what he says I'm doing wrong. Really? I'm not listening for that. Exactly. I'm wanting to hear, I love you. Amen. You are my beloved. Amen. Oh, hallelujah. Who loves me so much that he gave himself for me. And here is the key phrase you just have got to get. He dispenses his life into mine. Now, I know we don't use that a whole lot, but we got soap dispensers at home, right? Okay. Can you picture a big heavenly dispenser? Dispensing life, 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 life. You're hooked up to a divine IV, friends. Amen. Life, life, life. He's dispensing life into you. Hallelujah. It's no longer humanity that rules. 
It's no longer law that rules. It's no longer sin that has dominion. It's no longer the law of death. Romans 8 says it's now the rule, the law of life in Christ Jesus. And it's all because of this anointed one who lives his life through mine. Hallelujah. 2 Peter 1.4 We've been giving these exceeding great and precious promises. Why? To make us feel good? Yes, they're very encouraging, aren't they? What would we do without the word of God? Just fresh hope every single day. But it's more than that. God wants us to actually partake of the divine nature. Hallelujah. We become the righteousness of God in Christ, so the kingdom of God and his righteousness have taken up residence in us. Our bodies are now housed by, tabernacled by, invaded by the spirit of the living God. And so what flows out of him now flows out of me. Just think about that. What flows out of Christ now flows out of me and you. We are carriers of everything that God is. The kingdom of God is what? Righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. This is the new reality we live from. Can you put that verse up there, Jeremy? Jeremy, Romans 14, 17. And I might have actually given it to you from a different translation. The kingdom of God is not a matter of rules. It's not all about behavior anymore. It's about the realm of the Holy Spirit. Living in this new alternate reality. Hallelujah. Not only have we been given these precious promises, but he actually stepped forward and exemplified for us how to live from heaven's reality. How to live empowered by the kingdom of God. Psalm 23, 1 and 2. The Lord is my shepherd. I have all that I need. Here's our someone who stepped forward And showed us how to do it. I have all that I need. He causes me to rest in the green meadows. He leads me beside quiet streams. Jumping to verse 4. Even when I walk through the darkest valleys, I will not be afraid. Have you ever noticed before how the pronouns change right in the middle of this psalm? It's he. The Lord is he causes me to rest. He leads me beside. He leads me in paths of righteousness. And then... If you're willing to abide in him, stick with him, through the dark valley, through the places where it's a little scary, you become this intimate friend with. And now it's you protect me, you comfort me, you prepare this feast before me. I mean, this is a really good picture of what we're talking about, this reality around us of chaos and destruction and and anger, and and fear, and worry, and yet I get to live in, I get to feast in the goodness of God, because I'm his beloved. Hallelujah. So that little part that I brought up earlier about it affecting my body, let's go to that verse in Romans chapter 8, verses, I want to start in verse 10, because again I want you to see the connection here. If Christ is in you, how many people would say yes? If Christ is in you, though the body is dead because of sin. So we're talking about this flesh made of dust. It's not going to live forever. 
not the, the body. But the spirit man inside you and me is fully and completely alive because of what? Because of righteousness. That exchange that occurred at the cross again. Jesus actually became sin and you and I became righteousness. Then it says, if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead now dwells in you, he who raised Christ Jesus from the dead will also give, and this is this same Zoe word, friends, life, supernatural life, resurrection life, miracle working power. Yeah. It shall give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who dwells in you. Glory to God. And it's not a what, it's a who. This union we have is with the living God. Hallelujah. Romans 8, verse 5, and we're going to close with this passage here. For those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh. But those who live according to the Spirit, the things of the Spirit. Now, usually this verse is always talking about, again, behavior and, and how we act and things that we do. But I'd like you to think about it this time in regards to what we've just been talking about, instead of being conscious of all of the things in the flesh, like what I can taste, what I can see, what I can touch, what's going on around me, how I feel, what if we set our minds on the things of the Spirit? What if we set our minds on, I, he's dispensing his life into my body. I have divine strength. I have divine joy. I have divine peace. I mean, if we're only aware of the flesh and all of the limitations that we have as humans, yes, the result is death. Oh, I forgot to... Did I give you verse 6? You all know what that one says, right? To be carnally minded, that means instead of worrying about thinking about behavior, what if we were... We, we use this phrase carnally, meaning fleshly, like what's available as a human. If I was to be spiritually minded, thinking like, what do I have in Christ? Who am I attached to? Who is dispensing his life into me? That result is, there it is again, friends, Zoe life. Yeah. Strength, Amen. power, ability, confidence. Amen. And peace. And that, that's that magic word. Well, it's actually a divine word. Shalom. We're talking about wholeness. We're talking about health. We're talking about harmony in all of our relationships. We're talking about protection and safety. We're talking about um, prosperity. Everything we could ever want or need. Colossians 2.9 He is the complete fullness of deity. Dwelling in human form. Who are we talking about? Do you know? Colossians, the whole book of Colossians is about the glorified Jesus. Jesus is the complete fullness of deity living in human form and our own completeness is now found in him. Or as you're used to reading it from the King James, for in him dwells all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. And then it says, you are complete in him. And most of us don't really believe that. 
we keep thinking about all the stuff we're missing and lacking and if we could only still get this or do that. Mm-hmm. Let's meditate on this. Yes. I am complete in Christ. Yes. So I got a few declarations and I'll let you go here. Say it with me. Christ is in me. Christ is in me. My hope of glory. My hope of glory. He is my expectation expectation of everlasting life, of resurrection life. life. I am the redeemed of the Lord. Lord. Death no longer operates in me. me. The curse no longer. longer. It no longer has any effect on me. I am complete in Christ. I am in union with. One spirit with. With the Lord Jesus Christ. The life of Christ is in me. And ruling in me. In my mind. And in my body. The life of Christ is being constantly and continually dispensed into my life. Hallelujah. Do you see that heavenly dispenser? I don't think the soap dispenser is a really good one. Isn't there another one where it just keeps flowing, 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 flowing? Like maybe pouring, pouring, pouring. Yeah. What should I, what, what works better than the soap dispenser? A hose? What? A faucet? Oh, yeah, let's just have the faucet turned on. Oh, I like the IV drip. Yeah, well, I had two of them hooked up on me. Yeah, let's see two or three or four of them. Heavenly life. Glory to God. Well, Father, let the blessing of the Lord be upon every one of your people. I thank you that life is bursting in their spirits, wanting to revive and invigorate and strengthen and encourage And, Lord, may that life just flow out from them like a big hose, Lord. Yes, Lord. Just pouring out life upon everybody around them in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. Have a great week, guys. I'd be glad to pray with, agree with anybody who would like some prayer. Thank you for listening to this inspirational message. We trust that you were encouraged in your faith. For additional information or resources, please contact the church at 605-692-4616. You can email us at holylife@brookings.net or visit our website at holylifetabernacle.com. If you're in the Brookings area, please stop by to visit a service. We are located at 241 Mustang Pass, just off Main Avenue South. Our service times are Sundays at 10 a.m. and 6.30 p.m., Also, Wednesday nights at 7. God bless you.